Hello, and welcome to the Mind Fitness Mentor Podcast. I'm your host, Ursh, and my role as your mentor is to help fuel, feed, and grow your brain to enable you to live your best life. That's right, I want to help you create your life by design. As the owner of New Zealand's longest running women's gym and health and wellness coach for over 22 years, I've had the privilege of helping thousands of women transform their bodies. And what I've learned is the key to all success starts with transforming your thinking. My mission for this podcast is to enlighten and brighten your day. Hello, hello, hello. It is episode number 25 and we are moving on with our month of February. Valentine's Day was last week and now we are continuing with our theme, which is love and how to have deeper, more intimate relationships with your significant other for the month of February. So tonight or today, what we want to focus on is what are the three things that women really want? And before we dive into that, let's have a look a little bit of a dive into some stats based on relationships hmm actually this is an episode for every woman who else is it for sam it's definitely for every man with a woman or without a woman because you know there's probably a reason why he isn't with a woman (laughs) (laughs) and if you're in a lesbian relationship then it's very useful for both women to be able to listen to this podcast today too So get your popcorn, pen and piece of paper, and pretend like this is a date. It's Valentine's Day. I mean, it's not Valentine's Day today, but it's Valentine's Day month. All right, Sam, give us a stat on marriage. All right, well, I was just looking earlier, and did you know that 50% of marriages in America, which let's just say that's pretty much the world as such, the Western world, ends in divorce. 50% of marriages end in divorce. What? That is like a huge number, like 50% is pretty significant. Now, we want to quickly run through why, why some of those relationships break up, why some of those uh, marriages break up. So we've got things like, I mean, one of the main things that we looked at was um, when one person withdraws, withdraws, cheapers, withdraws during an argument. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I started like... Mm. How hard is it to have an argument with someone who with someone who's not going to argue back? So there's that frustration. That's one of the biggies. Yeah, and I guess, you know, like if we were right in the beginning of our relationship, like I was definitely the, the person that withdraws. I just shut down. Well, I think we both did withdrawal. You shut down and I didn't want to, I didn't want to argue. Mm. <laughs> so. There we go, you know, and it was, I mean, we were not aware of this. No. You know, we weren't aware that there was a, a better way to communicate. And, you know, what most people are not aware of is that when we go into a relationship, fortunately or unfortunately, we bring the past with us. So we bring that baggage with us. And unless we do the work on ourselves and we have an understanding of, you know, what were the learnings from the previous relationship, what were the growth opportunities, we're going to stay attracting the same partner. So whether you're in a relationship or you're not currently in a relationship, you know, think back to your previous relationship and think about, you know, what was it that you were giving in that relationship at that time? And at the end of this podcast, I'd be curious to see what transforms or transpires for you. Now, another reason why the divorce rates are also so high is because when two people are not on the same page, 
And it's, I guess, you know, when we've done group coaching before for um, for couples, you know, this is a real common one. And it's not the fact that, that the couples are not on the same page necessarily. It's that as women and men, we both have different needs. Yeah, and it's really important that at the end of the day, your partner, and you need to be very clear about... Mm what it is that you want from your lives what are you dreaming about what are your passions what is what means what is meaningful to you where do you spend your money and how are you what are you doing together where what's the end goal yeah and having that commonality at the end of it right so if you know one person's a saver and one pe- spend uh, one is a spender you know quite often there's a conflict of values there and when we see that then we can feel like you know we are alone and that we're not on the same page and that could just be a values mismatch so that's just a simple conversation sometimes and other times it's a little bit challenging okay let's look at number three um the other one is you hold your partner to unrealistic standards yeah and you know hands up if you know that you've been guilty of this you know your partner is you don't think this, but they're actually doing the best that they can. But like any human, they're going to mess some some shit up. They're going to make mistakes. They are human. And while they're a supportive, uh, while a supportive spouse handles these slip ups like an adult, an unsupportive one will treat their partner like they should be perfect a hundred percent of the time, which obviously leads to frustration on both ends. So remember, it's progress over perfection and if you are one of those wonderful people out there that are perfectionist let's just say I feel you I get you I have probably been you and will continue to be you right and when we place judgment on our partner it's actually because we're placing judgment on self number four number four um there's actually the, the fear of being alone is another reason why relationships crumble because you spend so much time avoiding conflict and pretending that the issues that are in your relationship aren't there and that you're cool with it. And you live in, because you're living in fear of what if, if I say something, it's all going to backfire and the relationship is going to be over. And when you're doing this in a relationship, that is not improving or helping with your emotional intimacy because you're not being true to how you feel. Your partner then doesn't think that you feel anything because you're, you're not responding, you're not connecting. And then relationships will eventually crumble because you can't hide from, obviously, what's something that's obviously not working. Mm, and, and it's just an indication that appropriate boundaries need to be identified and enforced. Yeah. It's really important. Number five. All right, another one is if you're relying on body language to convey your feelings, so you're not communicating with your mouth, you're not yeah. saying things, you're not actually telling your partner where you stand and how you feel. And at the beginning of relationships, you know, couples tend to be really open and really honest about their feelings and emotions. But, you know, as we move on and as we progress, uh, we don't tend to do that. We tend to actually shut down and we focus on the things that irritate us, like the toothpaste lid and, you know, not doing the dishes or leaving pants on the laundry floor, bathroom floor, bedroom floor, you know. So that's also a common one. And, that, and I think another thing that people stop talking, 
And rather than actually deal with something, you just go into silent mode. So you mm. just both of you just just don't even talk about it, and just you know stick your head in the sand. Yeah, I guess there's two. You know, like we stick our heads in the sand, or we turn into the complainer. Complainer, yeah. Mm. And that can come across um, to men as you know you are nagging. Have you heard that once or twice in your life? <laughs> All right, and then we've got another one is you compare your your relationship to everyone else's. Mm, this has come this is really when we've done um, group coaching for couples before, this you know we've actually had people in our group coaching uh, that have said, you know, we want you and Sam's relationship. That's what we want. That's why we're here because we see what you have and we want a piece of that. And what people don't realize is, you know, one of the worst things in your own relationship is to look and judge yourself and compare yourself to others because it's only going to make you feel worse because you are you and we are we. So you need to focus on what's really important mm. for you. And there's a little quote that says that um, comparison is the thief, mm. the thief of joy. Mm. So by comparing yourself in any way, shape, or form, whether it's you to your friend, your body, somebody else's body, your relationship, all of that is going to take away any joy because we're always going to be able to find somebody somewhere out there, some relationship that is so-called better or it seems to be better it than seems. your own. Yeah, but you don't know what it's like unless you're on the inside. I'm sure you can. You know that. Only you know what's going on in your relationship and people around you aren't aware. And, you know, the grass is greener where you water it. And let's be honest, no relationship is flawless. And you wouldn't want it to be either because you'd have so much certainty. You'd have to self-sabotage it so that you could create uncertainty. And then the last one that we want to mention today briefly is you refuse to compromise. Yep. It's my way or the highway. <laughs> and compromising isn't just about letting your spouse choose like which restaurants you're going to go to um, once in a while. Actually, in a healthy, committed relationship, to compromise is to make the conscious choice to accept each other for exactly who you are rather mm. than trying to change your, your partner into being somebody else. But it's respecting and understanding who, that, who your partner is, who you are, who they are. Um, and, you know, you don't need to be right all the time. And to be in control all the time. And I'm afraid that's one thing that women generally do kind of, we kind of do. We kind of feel like we need to be the boss and we like to tell tell our husbands off. Sometimes almost treating them like the kids. Mm, mm. And, you know, I guess the other thing that is worth mentioning right now is a quote from Dr. Phil. Do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? Because if you're focused on, you know, always proving a point in an argument and always wanting to be correct. So if that's you and that's how you're, you know, working in your relationship right now, then I need to let you know you're setting yourself up for doom and gloom. Because women quite often want to be right. Women are not interested in having to prove themselves 24-7. And if they're in a position where they feel like they have to look after themselves in that arena all the time, it becomes really tiring and it becomes uh, really upsetting. It becomes harmful for them. So 
So just taking a moment to, you know, especially when you're in the heat of the of an argument, you know, just asking yourself, male or female, is it really important right now that I'm right? Or is it really important right now that we are happy? I mean, have you ever been in a in an argument where you're so hell bent on winning the stupid, it's about the most stupid thing, which mm. means absolutely nothing in the, in the big world. It could be about milk being left on the bench. And you just have this ap- epic, crazy argument, which gets blown totally out of proportion. And all you're focused on is that you are right and they are wrong and you don't even take into consideration where the other person is because you're you're only focused on your version because that's basically you know your reality Mm. so your reality is what you're trying to fight right there and then and 90 percent of the time the milk being on the bench isn't even the problem it's something else that's and this is just an accumulation of stuff that you haven't dealt with in the past that has now created this massive mountain out of a tiny little molehill and I'm sure I know I've had one of these I'm sure you've had one of these I mean just think think about the last time you had an argument chances were are the argument was probably about something pretty small it's not small, Sam. It's not small because it's not we're going to show. No. We're going to we're going to teach you what the three things are that women really want, and this is one of these things has probably happened for them to complain about the milk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's a small thing now, but it's an accumulation of massiveness over time, and um, yeah, we don't always get it right, people. We don't always get it right, but awareness is the first step to improving how you respond in the future. Yeah, with awareness we can create change. So let's chat about how, or what are the three things that women really need. Are you listening? Number one, to be seen. Number two, to be understood. And number three is to feel safe. So let's look at number one first. Women need to be seen. Now why does that matter? Who cares why it matters? Just listen to me when I say this to you. Women need to be seen. And, you know, just the smallest things, you need to notice things about them. Mm. You need to notice when they've had their hair cut, when they've had their hair colored, when they're wearing a new dress, like the blue one that you were wearing the other day that I didn't notice. Bad. Nails. Nails. You need to notice when when they've, I don't know, put on some makeup. Notice when they've plucked their eyebrows. Just notice, just have your eyes open and look, see them. Because women need to know that they are being seen. That is a show of love. So perhaps you've been one of those people that when the TV's on or when the sport's on, that you are distracted by something other than the missus, right? Perhaps when you get home from work, you just want to put your feet up and you don't want to have the conversation. Let me tell you, this is interpreted by the woman as not being seen. So when you come home from work, right, how can we, how can we make sure that women are seen? One of the ways is having no iPhone. So switching your, your iPhone off. The second one is facing the woman face to face like eye contact so 
Men are brought up having conversations side by side. And that's really normal for them. And if you said to two guys, you know, have a conversation and, you know, talk, you know, about what's happening in your relationship, men are going to pull up side by side. They're not going to make eye contact because they never have made eye contact. And it's going to be a really difficult conversation. Women, on the other hand, when they talk to each other, they face each other. They make full body contact. They put the chairs against it, well, not against each other. Opposite, like knee to knee. Opposite each other. Yeah, looking deep into each other's eyes while in conversation. And so women feel seen when they're conversing with other women. And when they go home, and if the man is unaware of this, they can easily ignore, even though they're listening and seem to listen, just by having a side profile as opposed to a front profile to a conversation can actually mean that the woman is not feeling seen. And that makes her feel unworthy in the relationship. It can also make her feel uncomfortable and also drop her confidence like you don't want to be here and that she doesn't matter. In the book, Men Are From Mars and Women Are From Venus, if you haven't read that book and you really want to take your relationship to the next level, I highly recommend this book. So when women and men are able to respect and accept their differences, then love has a chance to blossom. So men have different needs to women. And like we just shared with you, you know, it's just a simple communication of facing and making eye contact as opposed to shoulder to shoulder. That can make a significant change in your relationship. Okay, let's look at number two, understood. So why does that matter? Well, again, when we go back to the men are from Mars and women are from Venus, there's a wonderful quote in there. It says, when a man can listen to a woman's feelings without getting angry and frustrated, he gives her a wonderful gift. He makes it safe for her to express herself. The more she is able to express herself, the more she feels heard and understood. The more she is able to give to the man a loving, uh, sorry, the more she is able to give a man the loving trust, acceptance, appreciation, admiration, approval, and encouragement that he needs. You see, women need to be understood. They don't need to be fixed because they're not they're not broken. And men, in the past, right, have always wanted to fix. They are solution finders, solution focus. They want to help the woman as much as they possibly can. So what they don't understand is that when a woman is having a conversation, they just need to listen. So here's my number one advice for all the men out there. Don't fix because it's not broken. Listen, nod, and make full eye contact. So I'm one of those yeah. fix-it people in a relationship. Whenever anything is going wrong and and Ursha's having a a moment for whatever whatever reason. Maybe a moment or a meltdown. <laughs> I like to go in there and fix it. I hear that she's got a problem straight away. I want to, we could do this, let's do this, we can change that, we can put this here, we can go there, we can fix, talk to this person. And let me be clear, this is like the worst thing because you instead of getting the, oh, thank you, hun, that is so great that you can fix my problem, you actually get the reverse of, you are not even listening to anything I am saying. I don't need you to fix this. So I have learned very well over the last few years 
how the importance of it's not actually I don't need to fix things to make Ursh feel better because that's the only reason why your partner is trying to fix things because they want you to feel better mm. but you don't actually need to fix it it's actually just you just need to stop you just need to listen you take acknowledge where they're at and how they're feeling and you know one of the best things you can say guys if you're out there or if you have a partner that's similar to this is that re- that really sucks hun and i'm really sorry that you feel that way i'm here for you if you need anything from me Ooh, that is straight from the horse's mouth so men need to remember that women talk about problems to get close and not necessarily to get solutions so I'll say that again, men need to remember that women talk about problems to get close and not necessarily to get solutions. I would like to add to that though, boys and significant others. It doesn't mean that you can never do something for your, for your partner. There are mm. times when you're asked to do things, do them, right? So it's not, this isn't like a free ticket to, I never have to do anything for you ever again. Um, but just it's the t- it's the timing that's everything in the moment when the conversation is happening the download is happening that is the time to listen and just be there after the fact that's where you can check in of like now how can I help you after the fact so if you're yeah definitely I agree a hundred percent there if you're in a just to um, elaborate on that if you're in a, a relationship and this is the response you're getting in a argument or a discussion is you don't understand me you don't get it what a woman is actually saying is you're trying to fix me i need you to listen nod and shut up i might be laughing a little bit on the side (laughs) what are you laughing at it's just it's very true it's true. We, and, and I do it as well. I do it for Sam all the time. Like I notice she'll come in and she just wants someone to run an idea past or to vent. get some confirmation or just merely vent about a situation or an event. And I find myself jumping in going, well, do this and do that and do that. And I can feel that there's an energy drop in the conversation. It's like her eyes will glaze up. Glow, glaze over and then her shoulders will physically turn away from me because she feels that I'm not listening to her which means that she doesn't feel that she's understood and by me just saying you know sometimes if if she wants to vent or a solution I'm like are you interested in a solution right now or are you just wanting to have a conversation about this and I'd be the listener and you know we're in that in that part of our relationship now where we can have the open conversations is babe you know you're trying to fix us and I really don't need you to fix it right now and it's like oh right so we don't we're not perfect at this by any means and it's something that we've been working on for the last you know three or four years and we we have certainly got better so Please don't go in there and think that you are going to crush this every single time and that, man, you've you've listened to Ursh's podcast now and you think your hubby's got it and they don't. You know, you've got to have compassion and help create change together. I think that's really important. Mm. Mm. And the longer you've been in a relationship, the longer it's going to take to change this. So if you're in a new relationship, what an awesome way to start your relationship where you're very clear and... You know, you don't have these habits that you bring in. But if you're 20 years, 30 years, 15 years, 40 years into a relationship, 
the way that you communicate is now habit. So it's changing that habit, and that might take a little longer than you'd expect. But patience, guys, it's worth it. It's absolutely worth it. Number three, women need to feel safe. Now, why does that matter? For a woman, a sense of emotional safety is paramount to the success of a relationship. Feeling safe with her partner is crucial to her well-being, and it serves as the foundation of the relationship. Just as important, she needs to feel safe with you in order for her to be able to meet your needs. So I'm going to say that again. She needs to feel safe with you in order to be able to meet your needs. Women have a evolutionary drive to feel safe more than yeah, men do. That's true. Naturally, we are weaker and more prone to attack. So when a woman feels safe, she can then open up and share passion with her partner. Safety can come in different forms and it's just your job to find out which forms are important to your partner. Physical safety is being there to protect her in potentially dangerous situations. Psychological safety of knowing that you will be reliable and adept in decision making or possibly even financial safety and knowing that you are the resource to provide her and any potential children. So now, if these actions are yeah, if they're neglected, yeah, it's, over, it's yeah. likely that the female, um, with the feminine energy, will adopt some more masculine traits. And what do we mean by that? If the man isn't able to make decisions, she will have to make them. And if he isn't able to listen to her, which is what we just spoke about then, then she may have to close off and try to solve problems by herself. So that just results in a devastation of the relationship and any passion or any attraction escapes quickly and when the feminine has to take on a masculine role as well. So, you know, with men not being able to step up in these areas and make a woman feel safe, she's going to shut down and turn away and the relationship is going to change for the worse. Let's be clear, for the worse. Yeah, and... A really common thing that we've, we've had in the last probably 12 months is, you know, men, uh, boys to men. And women are looking for a man. They're not looking for a boy. And you need, women want somebody who will, who will step up, who will make those decisions and care for her. Hmm. And that's, that's, it's, it's, that's a, like that's come from like where we started evolutionary guys mm. this isn't just because you know you were born this way this has come down through thousands and thousands and thousands of years and it's the woman's role to be the to look after the, the family and the children and to to take over that role it's the man's role to be the protector and the provider. so mm. a woman needs to feel safe and to feel protected and that's one of the jobs of the husband or the man or the masculine energy in the relationship so boys become men when they follow you when you walk out they call you back when you hang up they hug you when you punch them okay when you push them or maybe shove them kiss you when you nag watch chick flicks with you they tolerate you crying over love stories they hand you the remote control. Pass on the 
uh, catch up or the boys night just to listen to your rantings. They don't flare up when you give car directions and they say I'm sorry and that he tells you he needs you. Now I'm curious how many ladies out there are saying a hundred percent spot on. How many of you feel this? How many of you get this? How many of you can resonate with this? Now I can't remember if this was a I don't know if it was a Mel Robbins or a Brene Brown. So um, let's just say I can't remember who it was, right? But I'm sure it's one of those two. So feeling safe emotionally and physically is priority number one for all women. This is the best gift you can give a woman. Forget about the expensive crap. Just make her feel safe. It's that easy. All right, let's recap. What were the three, Sam? Let's see. So the first one is... Are you listening? <laughs> <laughs> make sure that your, your wife, your partner, your woman feels seen. The second one is make sure that she feels understood. And the third one is to make sure that she feels safe. So easy. Seen, understood, and safe. Mm. we got to suss it out. <laughs> Now, I know that we've touched on masculine and feminine energies in here, and in our, or in our marriage, I have a very strong masculine energy that I bring to the marriage. And although I am a dominant masculine energy, I resonate with the feminine energy really strongly. So it's important for me that all of those tendencies from a female perspective are addressed. So if I'm feeling unseen or unheard or I don't feel safe, I might chuck my toys out of the cot and that might look like things like nagging about the rubbish or the laundry or the vacuuming. The problem is not always the problem. We don't know what we don't know. And the people that we've worked with, uh, the, the couples and the relationships that we've worked with in the past, both gay and straight couples, is they're not aware of this. They didn't even know that this was a thing knowing that there is a thing called masculine energy and feminine energy and it doesn't matter uh, in straight relationships and gay relationships. It's what your partner needs and whether they're presenting male or feminine uh, energies is actually irrelevant. So if you can just use the next week or next couple of weeks just to one, share the podcast with your significant other, have a conversation about what's really important to you and how you feel when you feel like you've been listened to. So I know if, uh, as an example, say Sam's been busy on the computer and I will be there and, you know, in the past, before we knew this stuff and we were applying this stuff, I would just get shitty at something, anything. I wouldn't say... Uh, you're ignoring me right now and that makes me feel insignificant. I would pick up anything and chuck my toys out of the cot. And most of the people that we work with are doing exactly the same thing, which is causing a disrupt in the relationship. And we're crossing boundaries that we don't even know that we're crossing. And unfortunately, we don't know what we don't know. Therefore, we're acting on an unconscious level and we're repeating strategies and behaviors from our childhood and we're bringing them into these adult relationships. So if your relationship is not where you want it to be right now and if you are not able to have the emotional intimacy at the depth that you want it to, I want you to understand that you're not alone and I want you to understand that we've been there. 
I want you to really get and understand that we're certainly not experts and we're practicing this on a daily, you know, weekly and monthly basis. And we've managed to change our marriage into, what would you say, Sam? Um, it's just a lot more emotionally connected. So mm. we have a, a better understanding. So instead of getting your heckles up and going on the defensive, mm. now that we are aware, through awareness, you now have a choice of how you respond. Whereas prior to that, you would respond in a quite a childish manner. Mm. Whereas now it's like, Erskine, we, we can be having a conversation, she could be downloading something, I try to come in and fix it because it's a natural thing for me to do. Sometimes I screw up and I forget. And she can just tell me, I don't need you to fix this, I just need you to listen. And she can say it in a, in a high-pitched or a louder, more, what do you call it, stronger voice without me getting offended because... I know that it's just the heat of the moment and it's actually, I do, I need to shut up and I need to listen and acknowledge. Mm. So through, through awareness, we now have a different response in a, in a conversation. Mm. And it feels more adult, more connected and, you know, a respect for each other. And knowing that I can show up uh, and look after my wife and give her what she needs without you know, having to guess or try or make shit up, you know, is just so rewarding. It's so easy. It's refreshing. And I love the fact that, you know, we can now have a conversation about, you know, hey, you know, I, I, I felt ignored or I, I, you know, what just happened? And, you know, we can just say to each other, hey, should I drop the ball? I'm really sorry. Thanks for bringing that to my attention. As opposed to being on the defensive and being reactive as, a, as opposed to being proactive, you know. Yeah. Like, Way better outcome every single mm. time. And like, like we said before, you're going, to make it, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to mess it up. You're not, just because you now know doesn't mean you're now going to get it right. But it means that you're going to get it right at least 40% more than you used to. And over time, that's only going to get better. And you know, now you're in a more open relationship where you can share how you feel because your feminine energy will feel safe and they'll feel understood and you would have looked at them and, they, and be feeling seen. So that will calm down that feminine energy because they're getting what they need. And which, then, which means that you'll get what you need. Yeah. Ooh, well done. And next week, if you want to find out a little bit more about the masculine energy and what the masculine energy needs, you need to jump in because we're going to cover what the man needs. It's not always about the woman or the feminine energy. There's also masculine needs. So we wanted to do that in a separate podcast because it's just as important. So thanks for jumping in today. And if you know that there are people out there in relationships that do not have the emotional intimacy that you can have, please share this out. Like, you know, let's together help reduce that divorce rate because it comes down to understanding the masculine and the feminine energy. It is such a, a simple, easy, quick, effective, you know, method and resource that you can use. It's so simple, so simple. And, you know, be okay with being clunky. Be okay with not being perfect. And be okay with making a game out of it. Like it's, you know, we make a game out of it now. It's like, babe, you know, hello. She's like, oh, babe, sorry. I um, Give me two seconds. I'm all yours. And then, you know, I know it's only going to be two seconds. Or, hey, I really felt that, you know, 
I was insignificant the other day. And, you know, I used to have a problem being able to language how I was feeling because I wasn't sure. I would just have this wall up that would, you know, want to push Sam away. And now I don't feel the need to have to do that. And, you know, one of the best things you can do straight away is when you first see each other after a day of work, put the phones away, Mm. don't have them on you, definitely don't have them in your hand, and just spend a few minutes or however long you have. If you've got kids, it might be a few minutes. If you've got longer, and just connect with no devices, no TV, no phone, no distractions, just pure face-to-face communication, looking at each other, share what's happened for the day, Straight away, your connection is going to be on point for the evening. You've listened, you've heard, you've seen, you've acknowledged each other, and it's going to be a great night. Promise you, you do the same thing with your mobile phone in your hand, and your feminine energy or your partner is in the middle of telling you something, and your phone bings, and you look down at your phone to read the message. That'll be a very different night. (laughs) I can promise you that. (laughs) So we hope... Trust and believe that this was a useful podcast and we look forward to sharing with you what are the three things that men need. Yeah, can't wait. Can't wait to see you next week, everyone. Yeah, please drop us a line if this has been really useful or what specifically you loved about this podcast because that helps us know exactly how we can look after you in the future. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, Please share it with a friend or share it on the socials. And don't forget to tag me on hashtag MFM, Mind Fitness Mentor. And if nobody's told you today, remember, you are loved. You matter. And you are more than enough. Remember, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. I can't wait to see you then.